Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is some This is the game where we find out if this is the bullshit. Yeah, that's super new brew. And alongside with me is co-producer Smart. Wait, hold on. This ain't co-producer Smarts. This is my homeboy right here. This is co-credo Dante. Dante, what it is, my guy? What's going on, man? I'm feeling good. I got the kids kicked out the house. I got the house to myself. Life is good right now, man. Like to yourself to yourself? Like to myself to myself. Like you can't hear a peep? I can't hear a sound. Like it's it's amazing. Let me call Diamond and Peaches up right now. I'm about to come down to North Carolina. We're going to make some stuff happen. Oh, huh? What? No? Diamond Peaches. Yeah. uh, Kiki, Lulu, call them all. That's what I'm talking about. Are you ready to play the game, my man? Let's do it, man. What you got? According to the New York Post, Joey Chestnut chokehold a protester during the Nathan's famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest in Brooklyn on the 4th of Juneteenth. Shut up. Just go with it. The Darth Vader mask-wearing protester held a sign that read Expose Smithfield's Death Star. Another protester wore a Stormtrooper mask from the Star Wars series. Smithfield, as we all pretty sure we don't know, is the manufacturer of Nathan's hot dogs. Police said three people were taken into custody, and the three men were charged with criminal trespass, disorderly conduct, and harassment. Joey Chestnut didn't let the incident stop his appetite. He won the hot dog eating contest for the 15th time. Downing 63 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. Dante, I ask you, is it the bull that a hot dog eating champion gave Darth Vader the force for hot dogging? Man, come on, man. That's <laughs> that's that's some bull in half, bro. That's 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 wild. The 15th, he won his 15th? His 15th. That bro. was crazy. That is crazy. crazy. That's he should be the sponsor for Pepto Bismol. I mean, Pepto. Absolutely. I said it the wrong way. You know what I meant to say? Pepto Bismo uh, should be sponsoring him. Yes. No absolutely. one. No one. I, I should. I should give my uh, Trump impression. Nobody. Nobody does indigestion. <laughs> nobody does indigestion the way that Joey Chestnut does indigestion. Okay. 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 Stop playing around. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> According to the New York Post, a video shared online has purported to show the potential dangers. Oh, no, that's not the one. I'm sorry. That's that. That is the that is the hammer. All right. According to the New York Post, on July 1st, an appalled Hong Kong hotel guest captured the scandalous moment. Two shameless couples decided to get jiggy with it in the facilities jacuzzis. This is how you know the New York Post wrote this and not me, okay? Just want to let people know that. I would not use Get Jiggy With It at all. I haven't used Get Jiggy With It like ever, ever. ever. Have, have you ever used Get Jiggy With It for anything? Nothing at all. No, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah, that's that's wild. Anyway, a video of their hot tub hanky-panky session is blowing up online. I did not expect to see people doing this when I stood on my balcony, the unnamed videographer told the Bible Press. The steamy 35-second clip Film from the cameraman's veranda shows an unidentified man performing a randy sex act. I think they meant to say raunchy. A raunchy sex act on a woman in an open air hot tub, a floor below in full view and earshot of the surrounding rooms. In both shots, 
the woman is seen enjoying a bowl of noodles, bringing a whole new meaning to, get this, Dante, sin nudes. Ah, 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 whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so I guess the joke is because she was eating a bowl of noodles while the man was performing oral sex while she was eating a bowl of noodles. She was butt naked. So that's why they're saying send nudes, whatever. It's a terrible joke. Needless to say, needless to say, the hotel horn dogs could apparently face serious jail time for their whirlpool romance. Hong Kong lawyer Albert Luke Wei Hung told local media that the public sex is illegal. A person who without lawful authority or excuse in any public place or in view of the public indecently exposes any part of his body shall be guilty shall be guilty of an offense and shall be liable on conviction of a fine and imprisonment up to six months. This is what he said. Unfortunately, the official said the videographer could also be penalized for filming the display. Further to this rule, the videotaker may have violated the control of obscene and indecent articles ordinance and could be punished. Dante, I ask you, is it the bull that you can't fuck your girlfriend in the veranda but you can fuck your girlfriend in jail? Man, that's just some buttery, buttery bullshit right there. No. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the inside joke will kill you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, according to Yahoo.com, a video shared online has purported to show the potential dangers of a BBL, a Brazilian butt lift surgery, as the procedure becomes increasingly popular. TikTok user at underscore chompers shared the clip on July the 10th showing screams allegedly coming from the doctor's office during her post-op massage. What they don't tell you, that is what she wrote on the caption of her video. In the video, a woman can be heard loudly screaming and shouting, you're hurting me. No, baby, that's just me. No, I'm just playing. You're hurting me. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, in quotations, the woman saying that she got an infection and they were squeezing out the pus. This is what she wrote in the video. In later videos uploaded to her second channel, the woman says she didn't know much about the woman's situation, but claimed to have seen her sitting on her butt in the waiting room, something which is advised against the procedure. The woman who posted the video also shared her experience with her BBL in Miami, which unlike the woman with an apparent infection, proved successful. She did, however, show the struggles of flying home, having to sit on her knees most of the time. Other videos showed her bed covered in blood after surgery, which is considered a normal aspect of the aftermath. TikTok has managed to shine a lot on the popularity of the Brazilian butt lift and what recovery period is looking like with many videos about the procedure going viral. In June, one TikTok user claimed to have taken a friend to a facility in Miami with so many women having it done that they ran out of pain medication. Another recent viral video online purported to show 28 women in wheelchairs leaving a flight from Santo Domingo Airport, all returning to Atlanta allegedly from their surgeries in the Dominican Republic. Dante, I ask you. I ask you, Dante. Dante, I ask you. I ask you, Dante. Dante, I ask you. What's up, man? I'm ready. What you got? Dante, I ask you, Dante. What's good? Dante, are you ready, Dante? I'm ready. I'm ready, man. Credo, are you ready? I was ready, boss. 
Oh, no, you didn't. Hold on. Hey, hey now. Hey now. Watch yourself. We got, we got a whole show full of that. You watch yourself. You okay, watch yourself. Okay, okay my bad. Dante, is it the bull that I'm cool with your Brazilian butt lift? So as long as you're cool with my man Dingo Dick lift, you ain't got to answer that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm officially stealing that one. That that now has been acquired into my vocabulary. <laughs> Mendingo. <laughs> Thank you. You. <laughs> Everybody on a mountain, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash your bird 40 on it. Yeah, I'll make the nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black a nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Now River of New Jersey. The pilot of Tuskegee training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nasor Nuru. What up, my passengers? We are first in priority. Donate to the Cash App Dollar Sign the Late Night Flight to get this work from minorities. The Late Night Flight, oh, you never heard of it? Turn up the turbulence. Catch us on these Apple Podcasts and these Spotify services. iHeartRadio, YouTube, and the late night QR scan. Download Audible, download Amazon, just to hear us back and forth like a U-Haul van. Hey, I started out not ahead of you. Now look at me, young pilot with a better view. Making sure you can hear all 95 episodes wherever, wherever, wherever. Podcasts are available. Now let's take off. Hey, yo, kid, it's time to keep them lights on. Let's make this happen. Say no to bland and tasteless foods and yes to heat and flavor in a bottle. Naja Grill Spice Mix is your new spice hub for all food creations. These Nigerian-inspired spices give that mouth hot, extra hot, and zesty kick that hit different. Hey, yo, and you know what? You're talking about one of my favorite spices. I use it on everything from spaghetti to salmon. I have all three flavors, mild, hot, and extra zesty. And guess what? Even when I'm out, I sneak it in and put it on my fries and on my popcorn. Hey, yo, I'm glad you said that for all you snackhead movie watchers out there. Go order that Naja Grill Spice popcorn so when the next time you see the first person killed in that horror movie, you got that spice to munch on. Go ahead, search Naja Grill Spice on Etsy.com. Use the promo code FLIGHT20 to get 20% off right now. That's right, spice. That life with Naja Grill. Racism in this country is a hologram. It's a tool used by the powers that be to keep us, the populace, looking at each other instead of looking up and seeing what they're doing. All right? And they what use they doing, it. Right? White people are like, oh, don't don't go over there. Those black people, they're stealing white babies. Oh Lord Jesus, you stay away from them black people. The black people are gonna get you. All right? And black folks, y'all were the same. Those cracker ass white people. They're putting stuff in chicken, make your junk fall off. No. That's right. And make the thing drop right off. The truth of the matter is, it's rich and poor. Like where I grew up in Arkansas, there was no black or white. We're all broke. Okay? Everybody broke. What's your color? Poor. Poor. Okay? Right. You know? That's the truth of the matter, you know? When you eat your cereal out of a Cool Whip bowl stained with chili or spaghetti sauce, <laughs> does it really matter if you're black or you're white? You're broke. Who you just heard is comedian Ralphie May letting you know that.
It is not about race. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Fine. He's saying it is not about race. He's saying it's actually about class. It's about being rich or being poor. Okay. So we're going to get right into it. Dante, do you agree with this comedian or not? Let us know. Talk to me. You know, as much as I love Ralphie May, I mean, I'm actually a, a big fan of his, his, uh, his content. He's pretty funny. He's funny. Um, but this is absolutely absurd. Absolutely <laughs> absurd. Because there's just a, a concept called socioeconomics. Yeah. To where it literally divides how people are honestly separated. Yes, there is a system, so to speak, of rich and poor. Absolutely. But in America, there was also a system that did discriminate based on race. So... It was a caste system that even if you were rich, like the the crazy example I can think of that I can remember just off the top of my head, like Madam C.J. Walker, mm-hmm. right? Right. During that time, she she sold her hair products, this, that, and the third. Y'all know the story. She was a millionaire and they still hated her and stories where they actually tried to attack and, 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 and hang her and all these type of things. It was like, so money didn't make her, um, you know, a good person in their eyes and so many other examples, because even if you are rich as a person of color, there's just so many examples, policies and written laws that up until 70 years ago, where you still were considered less than no matter how much money you made. So yes, there is a rich and poor aspect and yeah, they do present and steer things that keep people divided and distracted from whatever they got going on. But there was also a system that said that we want to have a dominant race in this country and that will be white people. Like, that's just fact. So I get it. I understand what you're trying to say, but that's not correct. Dante, so that guy that got fatally shot by Akron police, his name is Jalen Walker, correct? Right? That's his name. Okay. Now, I want to say something. I'm going to try to say this in 50 seconds just to let you know that it is race. No disrespect. It is class as well. Like you said, socioeconomic, but oh, it's race. I'm about to show you something. Yeah. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. Man, I'm getting so tired of two things when an unarmed black person, a man in particular, is getting shot down by police. I'm going to tell you two things. Let me be honest. Two things. Number one, I hate that it happened. Number one, point blank period. I hate the fact that the police can't get it right. I know that they're working in the the moment of time, but again, you're trained professionals. Supposedly, we want you to get it right. We pay big time tax dollars for you to get it right. Now, the other thing, I'm going to be honest. Black Republicans may like me about this one, but I'm going to just be honest. I hate the fact that the unarmed black dude be doing some shady things. And it makes at least 25% of the black American cult be like, but you know he was on some BS though. And it's always that at the cookout. We got to defend somebody that we know. It's like our drug dealing cousin. You feel me? Like we look, man, shut up. We know. But at the same time, when you got some mags in the car, you got a gun. They supposedly saying that you shot at them. It's like, oh, you know, but still. You wrong. Not you, the black um, black dude. I'm talking about you wrong, Akron police. You wrong. Yes. Now, this is what I'm about to say. They killed this young man, right? Rest in peace, right? Uh-huh. 
What did they do to uh my white brother over there in uh Buffalo? Hmm? Huh? Well, they they did everything they could mm-hmm. to bring him in alive. <sighs> Racism. Huh? Racism. Yep. When you give a young white boy some McDonald's few hours after they kill some Africans, all right, in their own church down the South, all right? Race. I was watching an SNL skit. It's one of the funniest skits I've ever watched on Saturday Night Live, and that's saying a lot. It was a Black Jeopardy skit. And they had Tom Hanks playing a what, you, what Dave Chappelle would call a tiki torch white, a poor white. And they had two Black Americans that was on the show. And I would say their style was more ghetto fab, hood fab, let's say okay. it like that. Like they, they on point, but you know, they got the, they got the lingo and they're going to showcase right. that lingo because they want you to know that they black when they walk into the room, you know, that type of style. Yeah. Maybe low income to some, but you know, the style. So anyway, it's funny how the whole time that they were playing the game, they all three of them realized that they have a lot in common because they were broke. However, Tom Hanks playing a MAGA wearing Tiki torch white person from trailer home would make comments that would come off tone deaf. Like, you know, you people aren't so bad as what I thought. And of course, black people are going to jump up at attention for that. What you just say right. to me? What? What you what? 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 And it's a level of tone deaf. At the same time, it's a level of what they see on TV. This is how they treat us. Where it's like, oh, we look like them animals at the zoo. We in cages because the Midwest white Americans, the only way they see black Americans is if they're on Saturday and Sunday because that's sports. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those type of things that doesn't mean they get a pass. It just means that they come from a time. The the mindset comes from a totalitarian time where we were first class. We are number one. We are the iPhone. Everything else is the Android. We don't even want an Android. Who wants an Android? I know normal black American women that's like, hey, on the soil, can you please get an iPhone? Hurry up before I stop talking to you. So, Ralphie, get an Android. We'll be right back. This is The Late Night Flight. Go ahead, Dante. Ask me that question before we get to the next segment. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right. Name that movie. I got to fight every night to prove my love. Is it A, Cooley High, B, The Five Heartbeats, C, Think Like a Man, or D, Why Did I Get Married? E, Vince McMahon. <laughs> He said that your giving is a response to my ability to take care of you. He said, when you give, it is your declaration of dependence on me. Can I, can I read that again? I want to be down with this man's congregation. For those who do not know, the man has just put out a sermon on YouTube. I mean, it was in real life, of course, but it has damn near 400,000 views on YouTube. Now, if you want to do the math, 400,000, okay? Remember, about $7 you can get per 1,000 views once you finish the watch time and all that you know, good stuff that you need in order to you know, get your monetization on. So let's just do the math. 400,000 divided by seven, that's $57,143. I rounded off that point eight. okay? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, that is some clean confession money, okay? That is some clean in the basket money. What you say to that, Dante? 
Absolutely. Okay. This is the epitome of finesse. Yo, so now check me out. The man just puts out, right? He didn't put out a, a sermon about infidelity. He didn't do a seventh heaven uh, rendition. He didn't say, hey, you know, I've done some crazy things like infidelity on television. But in real life, I've done even crazier things. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I was trying to make that a TV joke but I'm sorry <laughs> that story in particular was crazy <laughs> that oh yeah <laughs> alright but anyway <laughs> Dante you get what you get the point that I'm making there's a lot of pastors male and female alike that have been embroiled in some type of scandal whether it's through infidelity or embezzlement they've done it what yep. this man has done is something that, I mean, realistically, it's not, I'm not even going to be like, I'm not even going to try to be funny. The fact that he let this revelation out probably is not even that serious anyway. But the fact that he made an hour and 20 presentation about it is magical. So I'm going to run through it a little bit. Basically, he's telling you based on the Old Testament, what we were all taught about tithing was wrong. It is not by law to give 10%. No, it is by what you have and you give by grace. Now, I want people to understand why I think this is so good. And Dante, I'm going to let you go. But I have to say what I want to say real fast. I got to. I want to jump this. I want to jump the gun with this because I love this. You know, As a former Christian, I love all this. This is, this is wish I wish my pastor had what Cleflo Dollar had. And that's a mega church. So check me out. We're going to do some more math. Think about this for okay. a second. 10% of whatever people was given, right? I don't know what that is. And I know that's a lot of money here and there. Do you know how many people are in uh, Cleflo Dollars Ministries as far as the congregation, supposedly? Do you know how many? Not off top. I do not know. Don't worry. You know you know me. Podcast Batman. I got you. Yeah. Yep. About yep. roughly 30,000 in the congregation. I, I want wow. you to think about something for a second. Let's say, let's say we only ask you to give $1 to the church. I believe that's $30,000. Am I right about that? Yep. That sounds about right. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice, Dante. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this three weeks in a month, not four. I'm going to say it's three weeks in a month. Okay. So that's 30,000 times three. Do you know what that is, sir? I believe that comes up to 90,000. That comes up to 90,000. Now, now we're about to get into the hard. Here we go. Times 12 as in a year. Wow. That's one million year. One million eighty thousand dollars, folks. Okay? You think Cleflo Dollar is losing by telling his ministry that has thirty thousand in his congregation to give by grace? He just did the American way on you. He just basically said, if I can tax the three hundred million people that live here about forty percent, I mean forty percent, I'm sorry, forty cent on the dollar. That's how we pay for social security. That's how we fund the FOP. All right. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. I just want people to know that. We be talking about that, about the Roe v. Wade. It's a numbers thing, okay? Population, numbers. Dante, talk to me. All I'm going to say is Creflo Dollar saw the American dream and the model of the American dream, and he just used it. I'm not mad at it at all. Uh, I do see that there's a lot of people that's, that are outraged, you know, more particularly those who portrayed themselves as Christians, and I mean all shade intended for that, uh, those who <laughs> portrayed themselves as Christians 
are outraged and oh, false doctrine and blah, 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 blah. Right. Eh, It's not a big deal to me. It's not a big deal because for me, especially as a person of color, you wasn't getting a bona fide 10% anyway. You was going to get what I was going to give you anyway. So this doesn't (laughs) feel like you reached in my pocket. You got what I gave you. And there was many a times where I, I would just touch the plate. There you go. That that's my grace right there. But I th- th- this is this is going to be a wild comparison. But I liken this to to like a Kim Kardashian because mm. Kim Kardashian basically did the same thing, just in a different industry, to where you you do what you do, and you know you got your your tapes and and your the dealings that you will, and then once you make your fortune. Then you switch up and you want to switch your image. That's all he did. But he was like, all right, this is what I'm teaching. And then it's like, oh, well, guess what? I was wrong. I changed my mind. I want to do this now. And it's to me, he just made a Christian biblical, if you will, change of mind. Hey, hold on. And they ain't on. mad at it. Hold on. Hold on. Stop right there. When you compare uh-huh. Kim Kardashian to your church life, I when you said the whole tapping the uh the dish for grace. Are you uh-huh. saying that Kim Kardashian was tapping blacks for grace? Uh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yes, she was. Make sure. and, and she was being blessed and anointed time and time again. So <laughs> the, the anointing her blessing came. And when she was able to stand on the blessing that she received from, from tapping on those dishes, then now she was like, I'm a good, wholesome person. Now I'm, I'm interested in social change and social justice and this, that, and the third. And now I'm going to be who I really quote unquote want to be. All right. And that's just what all Americans do. All right. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I like you. You're a nice guy. I disagree with you with that Kim Kardashian <laughs> too. All right. Now, now I will say, I will say that Kim Kardashian has definitely, uh, you know how they say you can't turn off from a housewife. I think Kim Kardashian is the closest to that law. Like, you no, know, this is a law. What are you talking about? Have you met me, Esquire? Kim Kardashian? What are you talking about? <laughs> I am the that was the housewife. I mean, you know, the other way around. I'm so sorry, ladies. Right, um, right, of course. But back to Cleflo, back to Cleflo. We had enough of this sister. She, yeah. She's done She's done her thing. She has won, she has right. won her uh, anointment, definitely. She has won over her anointment. We trying to give this man his anointment. Listen, yes. yo, like, this dude did it, yo. He, he, he took something that makes all the sense in the world, but because he's a righteous gemstone and he has the congregation, it's not going to hurt his pockets. It's going to hurt those broke churches that's on the corner next to the liquor store. Exactly. Now, the, now when the pastor asks for that money, you only get in the buck. What happened to the other nine? I got a couple of beers. We'll be right back. This is the Late Night Flight. <laughs> Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What the f***? This, that pilot right here. According to Charlie Murphy, 
What did Rick James Ring say when he punched him in the face? Was it A, loyalty, B, love, C, money, or D, unity? E, crack. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> The House Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol is set to resume public hearings later this month. That's right, but it appears the investigation may be expanding. Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger says more potential witnesses have come forward with new information since the bombshell testimony of former Mark Meadows aide Cassidy Hutchinson. Yo, Nas, have you heard about this? Heard about what? Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney says the United States is currently confronting a domestic threat that is Donald Trump. You believe that? It took him, it took, it took the U.S. government, what, what, let me see, 2016 is 2022 for Terry the one. So it took them six years to realize this? Really? Uh, apparently so. Six yeah. years. It took y'all six years to now call him a domestic threat. For real? The one that wanted to build the wall in the first place and had half of America goo goo gaga over the, that idea that was never going to happen. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Come on, man. The guy that do bankrupt and then do casinos. This guy. Yep. The guy, guy. Who, the guy who wakes up and watch Goodfellas, The Godfather Part 1, Part 2, never Part 3, because you will be a loser if you did that. This guy, Donald Trump. Yep, that's him. <sighs> you know... You know why I like Donald Trump, though? Not that I want him to win. Uh, I never want him to win the seat of the president. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to root for that. I'm telling you that I like him as a personality. Like, as a media, you get to just know 20 minutes of Trump doing stuff. I like to watch that because Trump has proven that politicians ain't shit. Just give me the normal person that has to be on the job and see if they get the job done. And you know what's funny about his uh, four years, bro? Even though... Is tainted as far as the economy, black or white. Everybody was like, "Yo, you know what? <laughs> it's just not as not as bad as what I thought it was going to be." And the guy got so mad, got so mad that black people just woke up and said, "Oh, nah, I'm voting this year. Why not? Nah, nah, I'm gonna vote. Screw that. I'm voting." And you lose. You thought this was a triple X State of the Union, and this was Ice Cube movie, and you was like, "Nah, I'm about to just do me a little cool. I'm about to be William Defoe." And I'm going to see what I can get away with. You got this young lady, uh, Cassidy Hutchison, who was saying you was mad as hell inside the Oval Office, throwing your lunch to the wall, trying to get to the Capitol, saying that your people need them. They over here saying, oh, you need to stay here. Are you serious? You Did you hear what's going on? And now she's saying, Miss Cassidy uh, Hutchison, that you knew about certain weapons that was in the crowd. Now they're saying that you're insinuating an insurrection. Man, I ain't going to lie to you. I know Trump got lawyers and Republicans and Republicans and Republicans and Republicans that don't even like MAGAs, but they like, screw it, I don't like Democrats. So Republicans, that's going to make sure this hearing, eh, you know, it's just a hearing. Now, Democrats, here you are. You have your time. This is your time right here. This is your time to defeat this man. I want to see white America, Dante. I want to see the white America that say, we don't like this type of white America right here. I want to see them defeat this because if they don't defeat this, I'm going to have no other choice but to say they're just in on the game and yeah. they're just mad that their skin that's a part of the game ain't as much skin as Trump and his Republican gang. What say you? 
I would say the exact same thing because at the end of the day, you know, well, you, you made a comment a few pods ago when you, you briefly spoke on this. This basically half of the nation is, is paying attention to it. The other half, you know, your, your Fox News and, and your, your right wing right. media pretends it doesn't even exist. Kind of like when it comes to the whole thing about racism and stuff. They're the ones, now I'm, I'm not insinuating that Ralphie Mae is, is like this, but you hear those talking points where they be like, well, it's not even about race. It's about class and rich or poor and, and the, it's a global agenda to keep us all divided. All lives matter. But when, when it comes to actually giving some, some sort of spotlight to a particular base of people that don't look like you, then all lives matter goes quickly out the window. But I say all that to say this. There's a reason why half the nation is ignoring this because honestly, for the, the media people who's are, who are emboldening their people, right. there's money. There's so much money in that. Uh-uh. So th- there, there's no money in truth. Like, yeah, we can actually tell the truth, but I'm going to give you what I say the truth is and you're going to follow it and I'm going to get you scared. I'm going to get you angry and I'm going to, I'm going to pump all this into you that yes, as long as I got half the country that's going to fight against you, regardless of what you may feel about Donald Trump, then it's going to continue to be like this and the money's going to keep rolling in. So that's why I kind of agree with Rafi May's take as far as the, the rich and poor. That's where I can agree with because there's money in how they're doing this now. But at the same time, you also are perpetuating a very dangerous rhetoric and profiting off the ignorance of people who be like, well, say with Liz Cheney, those who are in your very state who are picketing and calling themselves patriots, because as we know, there's a very fine line between nationalists and patriots. Mm. I'll just leave it at that. But, mm. you know, when, when you're dealing with this type of stuff and you're wondering why there's a divide, because it's supposed to be that way. And we, we all can say, no, what Donald Trump did, he absolutely insinuated. He actually absolutely caused the insurrection right. and caused a riot because what exactly were y'all thinking you was going to do? Um, but he's a pouty aunt. You know what he is. He's a pouty aunt. Pouty aunts do yes. shit like this. Pouty aunts yes. get mad and get eight grannies and 18 other aunts and the uncles that just stay around them because they don't make as much money. So they have no other choice but to stick with this woman. And they just like yep. throw eggs at you. This is what they do. Well, in, in this case, it That's was what they do. It was mags and, and white people. But, you know, ammunition yeah. is ammunition. <laughs> Give me yep. call up the hey, uh. Call up the J.G. Wentworth guys. Yeah, get those guys. Call up J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> 877 cash now. Yeah, that's right. Get them people. Cash now. Get those people. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's Trump, man. Like, Trump Trump probably messed around and called all the celebrities. Hey, Scott Bale. Yeah, I need one more favor, yo. Yeah, you know we about to have that uh that pride parade. You know, yeah, that pride parade we're going to have on January 6th. You know the, you know the code words, you know. And, yeah. and they put some crap together. Like, it was, it was almost as if... <laughs> We saw the season finale of the Trump show and it was like NBC told him we had no other choice but to cancel this. And he was like, I ain't going out like this. Yeah. Just imagine the type of tantrum, like uh, imagine just the the fragility of this guy, because as you say, he's entertaining as hell, very entertaining, very good music. But for someone like that, as a sitting president of the United States, imagine where you don't get your way and you throw such a tantrum that it all, well, not almost, it caused an insurrection 
<laughs> of the United States of America, but, where you almost had the country falling apart just from a tantrum. That's but, crazy to me. But check this out, and we'll leave it at this. The man's tantrum is so dope. I ain't saying it's dope, but it is dope. Mm-hmm. It's so dope that there's two major news networks in America, MSNBC and Fox News. Both of them are well-known, most viewed. One is showing it, the other is not. That should let you know everything about the divide in this country. We'll be right back. This is The Late Night Flight. Jason Weaver, known for his role on Smart Guy in ATL, is also the singing voice behind what famous Disney character? A, Simba in Lion King. B, Beast in Beauty and the Beast. C, Jafar in Aladdin. Or D, Hercules in Hercules. Okay, so the answer is A, but what they also left out is E, Ray J. I got a quick question for you, Dante. Uh-huh. Remember when we was on the Talk My Credo podcast last week and we was talking about Kevin Ward, the guy that worked at Burger King. He worked in the back of Burger King for 27 years. And yep. they wanted to cheer him on, give him a, a gift, if you will, a, a gift basket, if you will. I believe they call it an olive branch in white yeah. Italian America. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> Where, disrespectful. Yes. And wait, me or the white Italians? Don't be like that. What are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> All of the above. Oh, okay. okay, I'm joking. All right, I'm, cool. I'm talking about what they gave me. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that stay. And you, and you white Italians figure out what we were talking about. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> so, so the people, the the executives, the corporate world of Burger King gave this man a gift basket full of I don't know lavender soap pins, uh, Burger King wrappers, and and a thank you. Okay. Yeah. And that was that was disrespectful. And white America, even though we're in this divide. And listen, here's my thing. If if you can give this man $100,000 on his GoFundMe, I don't see why you just can't find a way to get Trump up out of here. But anyway, but, but enough of the politics. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. The man has raised over $300,000 in his GoFundMe. Remember on last Ooh. week, we was talking about $100,000 that he yeah. raised. It's $300,000 now. <laughs> so here's the hypothetical. Let's say you are him. You're Calvin from McDonald's. No, you're you're Kevin from Burger King, obviously. (laughs) And here's the thing. Let's say you start at year 24 of your life. You're 24 years old. Would you rather keep the job you have starting at age 24 and work that job for the next 27 years? No, there's no $300,000 at the end of this 27-year tenure, but you, uh, you start work, working at where you work at, for 27 years, started at age 24. Or, or you can work his job. Now, I don't know what he actually did at Burger King, but he said he worked in the back. So I'm going to have to just assume he either cleaned up or he cooked. Both jobs, no disrespect, suck. Now, he did this job for 27 years. All right, this is a, this is a hardworking man right here. He did a suck-ass job for 27 years. And at the end of it, White America, because I know ain't no black people gave this man some money. We probably just hit him up on Facebook, be like, damn, bro, life hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, bro. Damn, bro. I, yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. You know, everybody. That's crazy. My condolences. It'll be some new. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so at the end of his, at the end of his, not even the end of his tenure, 
to celebrate his tenure of 27 years, they give you $300,000. Which life would you want? Man, okay. Ah, this is tough. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I have a question. Yes. I, I, I think I found a loophole. Hey. Okay. So go ahead. Go while ahead. I'm working at Burger King, right. do I have any room of advancement? Like, can I start at, at the burgers and end up as district manager over this 27 years? That is a great question. Now, looking at Mr. Kevin, I'm going to say that he didn't have that opportunity for advancement okay. or probably just never asked. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe he made himself some of the best Whoppers that you would never get or never get to order. And he was like, you know what? I'm good here. I don't know. But no, you have to have the back job that he has. I said the back job, the job in the back where he's either cooking or cleaning or cooking. With $300,000 waiting for me at the end of the rainbow. You would be 54 years young. Oh, you'll be Shannon Sharp. Uh, it, <laughs> in that case, Skip, you know I can't do that, Skip. I can't. I can't. I can't. Nah, man, I can't do that. <laughs> nah, nah, I don't think I can do that. Me being Mr. Postman right now, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with the 27 years. Um, because, yeah, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do that. Man, listen, music has, music has definitely messed up my life in the 20s because I would definitely work the Burger King job. And if I knew I got $300,000 waiting for me at age 54, I'm taking it. Yeah. I, it's not even about the sex part because realistically, I got some money on me. I got enough NDAs now to know I'm going to cover myself just in case. <laughs> I'm, I should have said that. <laughs> On the show Fresh Prince, what was Will's father's name? Is it A, Phil, B, Luther, C, Lou, or D, Lawrence? I mean, it should be Phil. I mean, we don't know that name. He don't know either. So what I'm saying is, is when you have this caliber player, there's no way that you have this many teams out there with this many young superstars or young stars, and they're not jumping and hurry up and trying to get a deal done to land Kevin Durant. I don't care what they have to give up. But We're talking about KD, Malika. Of course, but it's not what, what they need to give up. It's what Brooklyn would want to get in return. I know, and, they, and, and what I'm saying is, if I'm the general manager and I got my chances okay. on getting Kevin Durant, I'm granting Brooklyn whatever they want. Yo, so before we get up out of here, gotta shout out my homeboy Dante. Please check out Dante's Credo Podcast. It's called the Talk My Credo Podcast. It is a visual masterpiece. You got my homegirl, KT. Of course, you got the pilot, Nassau in the Root, and you have the pilot, Dante Credo. I only saying the pilot and last because it's his show. I got to give him respect. <laughs> we know who the I appreciate pilot this. is. Got that. No doubt. No doubt, my G. Now, we got to talk about some NBA. I'm really respecting the NBA's gangster right now because it's funny how that Tyreek Hill news that was in uh, the NFL when he got traded and went to Miami, yep. that happened like too early. Like that happened right after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it did. 
They could have kept that news in the back pocket if I was the NFL. That would have kept the summer ablazing. All right. Yep. Oh, you gonna get rid of Tyreek Hill now? I mean, after all of his real life allegations that his gun. Never mind. We're gonna get into that. Anyway, yeah. so I'm just saying. I'm just saying well, the mother of his child. Now the, the only NFL news you have is Baker Mayfield going to Carolina. So womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> I mean, now now the NFL is in peril because now they just found out that Baker Mayfield is not a bigger threat than Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving going wherever the f*** they want. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. The NBA is alive, thriving, and well, mother Okay, we are number one, number one, number one. No, I'm just playing. I mean, NFL money is something crazy. That is that is the old white man money. This that new Nigerian money that just came across the boat. And you like, oh, oh, okay. And, and this is your compound in Detroit. Look at this. Look at this. The NBA is winning. So look, I want to get right into it. You are a big time Miami Heat fan. The reason why I know that is because every time I'm floating on uh, Facebook and my Miami Heat number one fan of Facebook uh, group page comes on, it's you on the comments. Ah, Yep. Great to be friends. Great to be friends. (laughs) And I just know your business and you just be really replying to it all, all crazily like a fandom person, like a fan that you are. Soon as they talk about it, they're going to get rid of Lowry. Like, yeah, do that shit. (laughs) <laughs> please, 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 and thank you. <laughs> please and thank you. <laughs> so look, um, let, let's just go ahead and just ask you because I do want to talk about Kyrie Irving going to the Lakers because I need that to happen, and I want to tell you why I need that to happen. But Kevin Durant going to the Miami Heat, yes or no? No, absolutely not. And, and why you don't think that's happening? Well, because for that to happen, you know, I'm not going to get too nerdy. There's some contracts that cannot be traded for one another. Okay. Bam cannot go to Brooklyn because Ben Simmons is there. And plus, for anything... this hey, is What Kevin does that Durant. mean? It, what, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Well, what that means is any player that uh-huh. has signed a max rookie extension, they cannot be traded to be on the same team. So, like, wow. if, if Miami wanted uh, Kevin Durant and they say, hey, we'll give you Bam Adebayo and whoever else, they can't technically do that trade as long as Ben Simmons is on Brooklyn. Um, and so there's other players that also throws a wrench into this, like Devin Booker in Phoenix, Donovan Mitchell in Utah, and a couple other uh, big names like uh, Joel Embiid, if you want to do that. right? Um, so that throws wrenches into things. And even still, getting Kevin Durant will cost you so much. It's going to gut your team. So, yes. Yes. you know, so Kevin Durant to Miami, it sounds great. Hooray, hooray. But realistically, nah, that's not going to happen. You know what I like what's going on right now in the NBA news media when they talk about Kevin Durant? What's that? We talk about how much of a hypocrite he actually is as a person. And I'm loving it right now. It's the man drama of the NBA that I am just loving. Like, hold up. We're not even talking about this man's talent no more. They just straight. They're on ESPN and CBS Sports FS1 just straight gossiping about the man's yes. talent. Like it's amazing. But he yes. but he did it to himself though because you put yourself on the best team. I don't care. I know LeBron beat him, which makes him one of the best players, but let's be honest, Golden State was the best team. No problem. Yes. All right. You joined the best team and you guys won two out of the three. Matter of fact, you know, y'all won what? Three? No, no, two. Two, yeah, it was it was two out of three. Two out of three with Kevin Durant. 
And y'all could have won that third, but let's be honest, y'all, you know, the, the even though Toronto beat the brakes off you, y'all car was, you know, it was going off the cliff. Let's just keep it real. Yes. I, I'll give you the pass on that one. Now, here's the thing. Who was the two teams that Kevin Durant wanted to get traded to this year? Miami, the number one team in the East. <laughs> Phoenix, the number one team in the West. <laughs> this guy's ridiculous. Right. I mean, damn. I mean, you could have kept it clean and just said, I want to go to Milwaukee. That would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. Yeah. That would have been crazy. I ain't going to lie. Like, I would have been mad a little bit. I ain't like mad when these players, they could do whatever yeah. they want. You know what I mean? But listen, if you want to do it, man, yeah, listen. What? Giannis and Durant yeah. on the same squad? Like, imagine Kevin Durant say, yo, I want to just run point. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, I, sure, why not? That, that hollow game would be crazy in Milwaukee. Yes. Now I'm thinking about that. But I, I, I would even say, like, even, you know, I, I just said that, you know, getting Kevin Durant, it will gut your team. Yeah. But for a team like Milwaukee, you will gut your team because if you had a team that had Giannis and Kevin Durant, you, you can fill the team with, with senior citizens and you will be a, a threat. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you terrible dog. Um, so look, <laughs> look, Lakers, real fast. Do you see Kyrie going to LA? What's going on? You don't got to say yes because I want you to say yes. I just want to know if you no. think about it because it's a $10 million difference. So you're going to have to add some players uh, with, with Kyrie to get Russell Westbrook. But the Lakers want to get rid of Westbrook. So they like, listen, we'll give you some cash. Matter of fact, look, I don't know what, look, what else do you want? Tell me what you want. Yeah. You want Phil Jackson? I'll, I'll, I'll put your name on the building. We'll name the building after you. Just whatever you need. Whatever but you honestly, need. for the NBA, for the NBA, uh, I want this to happen. I, I, I want this to happen because this, uh, this is such a good story. Yeah. And for, for you know, with all the things that's going around with Kyrie and this, that, and the third, and the things that we gossip about him, you know, this only is going to solidify and boost up LeBron's reputation because like, okay, LeBron is the only person who can keep him "Quote unquote" in line. No, and plus it's the Lakers. That's not it's nice. the Lakers. That's not nice. Like, at the end of the day, Listen, it's the Lakers. No, no, no. I, I want to look. I'm, the only reason why I'm happy that you said what you said. You gave uh -huh. me a trigger word because now you know Kyrie Irving is a yep. Jersey guy. But if but yes. if you have heard about me on this show, people know that I have clown Kyrie Tom after Tom after Tom after Tom, and I still yep. would pay big time money to watch Kyrie Irving play because that's my Absolutely. guy. Here's my thing though. I think Kyrie Irving woke up and realized that all this is his fault. It's that Jersey. Trust me. Yo, I know I'm from Jersey. Like, yo, we okay. have this, this unbelievable sense of confidence. Because cause Jersey, man, like as far as just walking, breathing this state, sometimes, yo, we like, yo, people feel like Jersey is a state. Like we are New York's armpit. So when you have a Jersey head that is all about them, like Jack Nicholson or Queen Latifah, they like, listen, man, we headed to the top. You know what I mean? Like, if you can make it out of Newark, you can make it out of Jersey. We really feel as though you can make it out of anywhere. And I'm pretty sure a lot of states feel like that. But, if, right. of course, when you're born in Jersey, you know what the hell's going on. You know what you're talking about. Like, yo, I think Kyrie realized when he hit that shot that he was a great player. But the problem was he thought that he was so great that he can be the number one player. Did he forget when he was there those first four years at Cleveland they had the worst, some of the worst records in NBA. Did he not remember that? I don't understand. And then when you go to Boston, I know what happened. 
He wasn't injured for that long. Well, he shouldn't have been injured for that long. The reason why he didn't want to play no more is because he realized that the other teammates don't look at him as the number one. That's right. exactly what happened. And when they realized that when you want to play the number one, you wanted to play your A.I. Ross Strickland game where high volume of shots, y'all play defense for me, and it wasn't working like that. Uh-huh. Yo, is nothing wrong with being Pippen. Pippen is a winner. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the 75 greatest players of all time. And in today's modern era, you get to be better than Pippen because you get to, you get to uh, market your individuality. Pippen yep. didn't get to do that. That's why Pippen is always under Michael Jordan's armpit. But Kyrie, you, first of all, your sneakers is dope. You made Uncle Drew. Like, you have your own thing going on. You should never have to worry about playing little brother to LeBron. You're Kyrie Irving. That's your fault. One more thing. One more thing. I like the NBA talk. One more thing. I want to talk about one more thing. Rudy Gobert went to Minnesota. So check this out. We got Cat from Jersey. Rudy Gobert from France. I don't know where the snitch is from. Ask Iggy. <laughs> That's D'Angelo Russell for those who don't know what we're talking about. And we got the young stud Anthony Edwards. Listen, man, Anthony Edwards is man, like I love that. Anthony Edwards. Yeah. What do you see how uh, these four being combined in Minnesota? Where do you see that going in this new A Rod era Listen, of Minnesota? The only thing mm-hmm. that can derail the playoff success of the Minnesota Timberwolves is the snitch. That's the only, that's the only link that I look at and I scratch my head. Like, I don't know. So honestly, if I was Minnesota, I would look to see how I could flip him for a, a solid point guard mm. because, mm. you know, I ain't going to get too deep on him. I mm. would look to flip him, honestly, because I don't. No, give me a name. No, him. F all that. No, no, chill. Sorry. Sorry, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Give me a name. <laughs> give me a name, sir. Listen, I'm looking at point guards like now I know Milwaukee wouldn't do this but I'm looking at like a Drew Holiday type of point guard that's not happening like I know it's not happening but I'm looking for a floor general that I can get them off the ball to where because D'Angelo Russell he's a shoot first guard and he's not that good of a shooter I got an idea for you I got an idea for you why don't you tell your boy Pat Riley to pay me to be Kyle Lowry's trainer I'll get him right in two months you know we'll what? Do some video with Kyle Lowry. Get him to Minnesota. You know what? He's a Kyle, former I NBA think, champion. That's how I you think sell that it. would be. Yes. See, this is where I will sell him. Even though I am the president yes, of yes. the Kyle Lowry Hater Club. Yes, yes. I will sell the hell out of him. Yes. He is a former champion. Yes. He is a veteran. Yes. He is a floor general. Yes. He can get. He can get Anthony Edwards in his spots. He can get Cat. He can also lob it up to to go back. Perennial, perennial all star. Perennial all star. <laughs> Perennial all-star, multi-time all-star. Yes. Even though I hate his guts. And D'Angelo Russell will get him and just sit him at the end of the bench. So, but yes, absolutely. I will make that trade. Absolutely. Plays plays better Whatever. in the cold. Plays better in the cold. Terrible when it's heat. Terrible in the heat. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Terrible in the heat. Amazing Terrible. in the cold. Amazing. He plays best in the cold. And the thing is, he's not even an option on this Minnesota team. All you have to do is pass the first three options about Rudy Gobert is a better offensive threat than you. So all you got to do is pass the ball. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pilot right here. 